songwriter, poet, and now Nobel laureate today on The World. I'm Marco Werman. Bob Dylan wins the Nobel for Literature. A big surprise, but Dylan's global influence is undeniable. All over the world, people know who Bob Dylan is, and people know that his music uh, was a force for change, a force for protest, a way of uh, thinking a new, a new world is possible. And speaking of new worlds, Japanese writers on what a Trump presidency might mean. Collapsing America, the world will go mad if there's a President Trump. And uh, Trump fever, America's anti-intellectualism. Plus, the Chinese rule at wine tasting, so take their advice on pairing with a glass of red. I'll go a bit creative. I'll give you fatty braised pork. All today, here on The World. Thanks for being here today. It is a busy day. The king of Thailand has died, leaving the future in question there. The streets of Venezuela continue to surge with anger. The future also in question there. And speaking of unpredictable, Bob Dylan won the Nobel Prize for Literature, which is where we start the show today. He joins the ranks of Ernest Hemingway and Toni Morrison, Pearl Buck and John Steinbeck, other Americans who've won the Nobel for Literature. But I'm also reminded of all the artists around the planet we featured on The World, musicians we've called the Bob Dylan of fill-in-the-name-of-any-country. As a poet, and that's how the Nobel Committee assessed Dylan, he did offer a different way of writing lyrics. But today there are as many people saying this was a weird choice as there are those who say it's a great choice, and so we want to know why. Peter Dreyer writes about politics and teaches at Occidental College in Los Angeles. What are your thoughts of Bob Dylan as a Nobel laureate? Well, Bob Dylan caught the spirit of the 1960s when he came into Greenwich Village from Minnesota, and it was the time of uh, the Civil Rights Movement and the beginning of the anti-war movement and the rebellion of the baby boom, and he was right there uh, singing and writing about those issues. Most of the things he wrote on a political topic happened in his first five or six years when he was living in Greenwich Village and caught up in the spirit of uh, what was going on in the South. He went down to Mississippi to sing for civil rights workers. He was often present at anti-war rallies. And then in the late 60s, he began to take a turn and said, I don't want to be political anymore. I'm no longer a protest singer. But it doesn't really matter what Dylan thinks he was. Uh, The spirit of his music continues today. Whenever there's uh, talk about rebellion and protest, Always in the background, we're hearing uh, blowing in the wind and the times are changing. And so Bob Dylan's legacy lives on, even though he uh, denies he was uh, a singer of protest songs. So last year, the Nobel awarded uh, the Literature Prize to Svetlana Alexeyevich, a book she wrote about Russians uh, returning from the war in Afghanistan. I mean, we know what her intent was. Dylan is uh, notoriously reluctant to talk about his lyrics. So do we really know who he is? Well, some of his lyrics are actually quite specific. In his early days, he wrote a song, for example, about the um, the killing of Emmett Till, a 15-year-old African-American uh, boy who was killed uh, by white thugs in, in Mississippi. But in general, uh, like you said, his uh, music is much more ephemeral. But in his early days, people knew what he meant. When Blowing the Wind came out, it was made popular by Peter, Paul, and Mary, not by Dylan. People knew that it was about the war in Vietnam and about the bombs, and about how many deaths will it take before we can hear people cry. People heard Bob Dylan, even if Bob Dylan wasn't uh, telling us who he was. 
when students in Paris and around the globe were protesting in the streets in 1968, they broke out acoustic guitars. That wasn't a coincidence, was it? Oh, absolutely not. No, the the folk craze was due in part to Pete Seeger uh, and in part to Bob Dylan and Joan Baez and other people. But it was Dylan who caught everyone's imagination. So in, in the early 1970s, when the military coup in Chile took place, the person we remember from that period is Victor Jara, who was considered the Bob Dylan of Chile. And uh, as you said in your opening, uh, in every country in the world where there's protest and rebellion, there is someone or some groups of people that are called the Bob Dylan of that country because he is uh, an iconic figure. And so now that he's won the Nobel Prize for Literature, uh, perhaps even more people will have heard of him. Yeah, where else around the globe have you seen Dylan's influence as a protest singer, that kind of icon? Well, certainly in South Africa during the battle over apartheid, certainly in the Soviet Union during the dismantling of the communist government, uh, certainly uh, in China during the Tiananmen Square.